Welcome to Mindfully Integrative Podcast with your host, Dr. Damaris G. Mindfully Integrative is a podcast discussing ways toward mindfully incorporating integrative health into our lives. This podcast will have informative resources, fun topics, interviews, and discussions relatable for today with a true mindful perspective in a mind-body holistic life approach. Hello. This is Dr. Damaris Maria Grossman, and thank you again for joining in on the Mindfully Integrative podcast. And I just wanted to let you know of our upcoming events and things. So if you want to know and reach out, our resources and our membership is opening soon. So check out mindfullyintegrative.com for more fun and more info. Thanks so much and talk with you soon. So this is Dr. Damaris Maria Grossman, Mindfully Integrative Show, and today we're going to go over GI Map uh, Part 2. I did a brief description in this of GI mapping and what it is in a previous episode, and this is the Part 2, and this is actually my GI map and what I did and what actually it came up. So what is this? So first off, um, when you're looking at the internal effects of a profile, you first have to know what it is. So GI is gastrointestinal. And what I had to do was it's a comprehensive profile of a person's inside. And how do you get that? So the GI tract starts from the mouth and goes all the way down to the rear end and, you know, the poop comes out. So a way to track this is actually by testing stool. So I did this test on myself before I went to get other patients tested because I wanted to see, you know, where I lie in and what I needed to do to make my biome and microbiome better. And if I didn't live by the changes in my microbiome and do things to improve my health, then I don't think I would be a good provider for others. And I also wanted to have a good indication of what exactly was this mapping. So what it is, is the mapping takes results from the, like I said, your digestion, it comes, all starts in the mouth and goes all the way down to Uranus to through the stool. So in the testing, I had to send in, um, large supply of stool to this manufacturer. The manufacturer that I used was Genova Diagnostics. And it comes back with this really very complex, comprehensive profile. So when I'm looking at someone's profile, I would look at these indications and see if there was things that were going on. And when I was younger, I did have a lot of maldigestion and inflammatory responses. So I thought maybe I would be best with my diet changes and my improve um, with my food. Have things improved or are there still things that I could do better? So I was actually quite surprised by the changes in my um, patterns and what came up. So in this um, profile, of my profile specifically, um, and what I would use for patients at my clinic at the Integrative Mindful Comfort Clinic, would be these six parts that come up are first maldigestion, inflammatory response, dysbiosis, metabolic imbalance, and infection. So these are different parts of the profile, 
And when you think about it, the you have inflam, inflammation within the body, the gut microbiome, and then you have digestion. So inflammation is not always negative. It just depends upon what's coming up. And then you've got the gut, gut microbiome. Is it in like a leaky gut or not biosis or dysbiosis? It's, it's not showing um, a symbiotic relationship or a nice balanced relationship. And then you've got the metabolic imbalance, like how is your overall prebiotic support and your your um, metabolism, and is that something that's coming up? Maybe there's an insulin resistance. Is there infection? Do you have some sort of parasitic or general infection within the body? Or are you just not, not digesting because of some sort of malnutrition, previous history, your birth, your um, diet, many of aspects? So for mine, I'm going to go over what my recent um, sample was and what I need to work on. And then these areas I'm going to identify, and then you'd see whether it was good or bad, what would be a benefit for someone else, let's say. So first off, maldigestion. You would get kind of a green-red or you'd go would be kind of the spotlight or stoplight, red, green, yellow, um, red would be bad, yellow would be okay, green would be good, and then you might get a gray, meaning there's some problems or room for improvement. And then it gives you a number, um, less than two is no need for support, two to three, you need some support, moderate need for support, and then high need for support. From the five different areas I needed, one was very off and two were good and one was okay and the other one was not so bad. So my maldigestion was a zero, meaning that I'm, I am digesting the foods that I break down. I am eating the quality amounts of fat. My pancreas is working, um, pancreatic elatase, which is the biomarkers and the enzymes are breaking up. So my pancreas is working properly. I don't have excess fat and I am breaking up the proteins as needed. This also means that my digestive enzymes are doing what they need. The beta-9 hydrochloride in the stomach is doing what it needs. I have enough apple cider vinegar that I've used to help me. Mindful eating habits where you're not eating so excessively. When you um, take in um, maybe some bile salts or digestive bitters. Those are also options to help with the um, therapeutic uh, digestion. But for me, I'm doing okay. In the inflammatory markers, basis here would be a marker of your calciprotein to see if it's high or low. A cinephil protein, that's where kind of um, the allergen or the itchiness would come for food or food sensitivities. And not necessarily everything is um, identified, but it may have a marker there. You're, you would have bleeding in the stool. They call it occult blood. And what that would mean that there would maybe an ulceration or some types of inflammatory response that has caused an irritation. And then you might have just little micro um, amounts of blood within the stool. So that might be a showing of that. 
And then the circuitry of IgA is in immunoglobulin A to see if there's anything that's identified or sensitivity. And if this inflammatory responses did come up and I did have a need for support, I do further testing and maybe allergy testing or um, really um, majority of patients I would do an elimination diet of some sort to kind of identify different things that are irritating. Now for these for myself or for anyone else to make sure that their numbers are low or they've gotten a good number. For myself, I'm at a zero, but I've been working on this, the inflammatory response for myself for about five years. So um, I really felt that what I've put in my body has been a direct effect, but you can actually fix your inflammatory response within about six months. Um, so food sensitivity testing, working on elimination or, or quality foods, either identifying if it's dairy, gluten, or some other type of food that may be irritating you, um, options of things to help um, supplement-wise are um, things like zinc, um, carnosine, L-glutamine, uh, quercetin, turmeric, omega-3, things like of that nature. Now, for my third area of um, my gut, that is called dysbiosis. And um, I actually have still a little dys dysbiosis within my body. And that means that my microbiome diversity is still reduced and I really could use more um, strains. Um, they call it batricide and butyrate. And then I've kind of had an excess of things and I'm really still need more treatment to get it into shape. Um, the microbiome is still kind of in its infancy in the sense of how much studies we've done on it, but there is so much research on the effectiveness of how the gut biome and the autoimmune diseases. And for me, it means that I still have some work to do and that um, for me to get into optimal um, non-dysbiosis and imbalance, I would benefit from more of a pre-probiotic um, foods, which I'm very big into probiotics. And prebiotics are kind of like the vegetables and um, fermented foods. Increasing dietary fiber, that means I still need more. Um, and some people are still in need of maybe like they call it short, um, intestine, um, bacterial overgrowth. And that may be considered in a, um, testing if needed. I don't need that because I don't have any, um, other markers. So that isn't needed at the time. Intermittent fasting is a benefit for some individuals because it helps with, um, there's been a lot of studies that have shown that, um, at, at least a 10 hour amount of without food, your body has time to rest and digest. I mean, the more, if you just keep eating, you don't give your time to kind of let the body sit and reset. And that's why they do call it rest and digest for a reason. We just keep sitting in this, um, imbalance. We are, uh, definitely having trouble. And this also is a room for a lot of intuitive eating. Another area, um, the fourth area in this mapping is called metabolic imbalance. I actually am way off and meaning that I was surprised. I thought I was a little bit better and I need work. I still need work. And I've said this to other people that, you know, I know that it's um, an area for me to work on. And for me, my metabolic imbalance is off. 
meaning that if I don't correct my metabolic areas, I'll go into a syndrome and then I could go into these other areas of um, imbalance. So um, what it means is that my short chain fatty acids are high. My beta gluten coronidice is high and I don't have the adequate amount of pre and probiotics and dietary fiber to help get out of this this imbalance. Um, I need more quality resistant starches, like more like potatoes, high fiber starches, um, more fermented foods. I would benefit, and I do take now calcium D gluconate, which is a benefit for me. Um, and that's another way of um, getting in some of the high calorie, um, not high calorie, high um, dense um vegetables. I also do a supplement to get my high dense grains in if I don't, I mean, my spinach smoothie isn't going to be enough. So I add in a pack of high, high dense um, greens. So there's a lot of caloria in there, spirulina. Um, there's an array of um, nutrient dense um, greens and pre and probiotics now. Um, so that's just one factor. Overall, my gut health is fairly healthy. I'm maybe on the outlier of plus 8%, which is not bad. Um, It could be a lot worse, but I know that through the years I have been working on it. Um, And with patients, you know, this is a factor in how you feel. The way your biome is, it will affect your illnesses, your autoimmune, depression, anxiety, and other um, fibromyalgia overall illnesses. And if you can fix some of these imbalances, you will fix a lot of illness. Like for example, my imbalance means that I'm not taking in enough greens, not taking enough fiber, and I want to make sure I correct this or I will go into type 2 diabetes or some um, uh, metabolic syndrome. So then the fifth area is infection. This is kind of where you would see if people have parasites, microbial issues, if they have abundance of yeast, bacteria, candida, um, and sometimes they might, you can even test um, for any toxins, but the that would be further testing that would be needed. So for me, my, my infection rate is low. I don't have um, an abundance of things. So when I go back into my testing overall, I don't have an exorbitant amount of um, medication um, needs because of infection. So when I look at the infection rate for me, my biomarkers are very low. And what that tells me is that I didn't have or I do not have at this time an infection. So I don't need antibiotics or antiparasitics or antifungal for canidia. Um, like they call it protozoas would need antiparasitics. Um, no overgrowth of any sort. It's not detected, which is, is pretty important because you never know. There's a large percentage of people that do have that or excess of um uh, their microbiome or their short, um, their SIBO, and it causes that um, dysbiosis and need for change and correction. 
What I do need to work on more is like I told you, the dysbiosis of the overall bacteria, more fermented grains and such. So that's definitely an area that I, I need to work on, kind of work on um, identifying better uh, short chain fatty acids and such. Um, my balance is pretty good, but I still, you know, could be doing better. The abundance amount of healthy um, bacteria that they call, so I'll come up with some of these names, they may sound a little foreign. Um, so there's Bacteriodetes phylum, Firmicutes phylum, Actinobacteria phylum, Proteriobacteria phylum, Erochidophilum, Enfusiophilum, and Vercromicrobia phylum. So in the first one, that is um, more in the plant-based diet. That's helpful. I'm pretty healthy in that area. I could do a little bit more. In the firm cutes phylum for myself in my biome, I have a pretty good steady amount, which means that it's good for anti-inflammatory. My bacteria in the plant-based diets, I have a good healthy amount. In the E. coli um, protobacteria, some species, it is helps with getting the simple sugars. And this other one called Uraacarti phylum is used to help with the methane um, absorption. So there is some good bacteria within the body and there's bad. Um, for my overall pancreas, like I was saying before, that's in a good level. My, um, in the like total. So when we talk about cholesterol and how it is, um, it shouldn't be coming out in the stool. And if it is an excess amount, um, that is kind of gives you an indication that your body is full of excess, um, fat. I mean, fat isn't the enemy. It's just a matter of how much it's distributed within you. And for me, my total fat, um, is, is at a good level. So that that's excellent. Um, and that's not for everybody, you know, not everybody has, um, but if I did see that being higher for someone, I would indicate that as a concern. Um, and then metabolically, as I told you, my metabolic area needs some work. Um, so my short chain fatty acids are low and needs to be increased. And to do that, I need to have butyrate or I need to have more um, calcium G um, gluconate or I need to have more um, resistant starches and um quality uh, cruciferous vegetables. My inflammatory response is doing well. I don't have any um, sensitivities at this time to some foods. So I'm eating the right foods within my body. That's what it means is that most of the foods that I have been eating have not affected my um, inflammatory response, which is excellent. And I'm happy about that. The um, overall... uh, immune system is doing well. Um, and for me, like I said, I just have to kind of still work on the general microbiome for me, my, what, uh, the quality bacteria that's within my, um, my stool and trying to make sure that it's at a good level and not under or over. And the culture's Overall, like when people talk about probiotics and what you have within the body, I do have a lot of the uh, lactobacillus. I do have um, 
your body does need E. coli in certain areas in the colon. So that is proper. That's a quality um, need. And there's additional bacteria that is there. And those are at um, safe levels. And as I previously said, I don't have any parasites or um, protozoas. And so for my overall treatment is like I had stated previous, it, the cruciferous vegetables, identifying what um, is quality foods for me and not um, not great foods. The other great thing that I did love about this GI mapping is that it identifies, I mean, as a provider, um, sometimes I have to do culture and sensitivity testing to see what antibiotics um, patients need in necessity. I try not to give antibiotics that often, but if I have to, to see if they are um, in necessary, uh, um, what they're sensitive to and what they're not sensitive to, resistant. So if they're sensitive, that means the antibiotic will work. If they're not sensitive, resistant, then it won't work. So for me, what I found out is that I have a resistance to ampicillin which I was surprised, but I shouldn't be surprised because what this means is when I was younger, um, I was premature and I was on a feeding tube and I probably had a number of IV in, um, infusions of ampicillin. So I probably now have a resistance to it because I probably had it at such a young age and and larger amount of it so that it's not, it will not work if it was given to me now. And that's something that I couldn't control. I was trying to survive and, and, not get infection at that time. And that was what worked for me then. Now, um, for other people, they may not have that as their, that may not come up as a, um, resistance. Um, I had an intermediate resistance to augmentin maybe cause I had some throughout the years, I did have some sinusitis and inflammatory, um, nose infection, like um, sinus infections, and I was given Augmentin from time to time. That could be a factor. That's why when you give um, antibiotics or a provider gives you an antibiotic, you really need to be mindful of how much you're taking because it can still be, it does a number on the system in the whole um, microbiome and, and it will suppress the rest of the bacteria, the good bacteria that you need to help heal and grow. Um, but I am sensitive to all the rest of the, um, antibiotics available, which means that I wasn't really given a lot of antibiotics throughout my life so far. I am mindful of when I'm given it and I try to definitely take, um, a large amount of, um, probiotics in need. And if I ever feel that I'm having trouble with the, um, excessive, um, probiotics or, um, antibiotics at all, um, there's also some natural um, things that I can take like oregano, berberine, and uva. So that is in a nutshell, my general ma map. Um, the reason these things are so important is because they are connected and part of the whole equation of the bacteria and how it can affect IBS, IBD, metabolic syndrome, chronic fatigue, autoimmune, type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, and, and even mood disorders. So it is such um, a important point that we don't always um, identify as needed to look at. But when we see that the gut is kind of that second brain, it really is giving us an interpretation of what we put in our body is part of the medicine. 
So for me, if I didn't start changing and identifying my behaviors and and what I'm doing on a regular, I would always be depressed. I would not be managing it. I would be increasing my my um, fatigue and metabolic and type two and maybe blood pressure issues forever and never changing it. And I don't want that. I want to make a difference. I want each day to be better and I want to live longer for myself, my family and my son. So I hope a little bit of this helps and you get a little insight and I enjoyed uh, talking with you guys. If you guys have any questions or any other things or at some point um, you want to connect with me for a televisit, um, I will put in the show notes a way to contact me. My uh, text message me at 732-355-3469 and you have a wonderful day and make sure you find a mindful way each and every day. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening to Mindfully Integrative with Dr. Damaris G. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. If you enjoyed our show, support us by leaving a mindful review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite streaming site. If you would like to be a guest of our show or interview, email us at info at damarismaria.com. If you want to learn more about the resources mentioned in the podcast, you can find those in the show notes. To connect mindfully with Dr. Damaris G., reach her at www.damarismaria.com or connect via social media links. We appreciate your time connecting here with us. May your strength and peace within bring you more balance every day. Namaste.